Hi there, and welcome back to See and Free Studio. So glad to have you here. This is the place where we like to discover our unique, special, and different. We call it our USD. And today's guest is proof that your USD transcends your vocation. Amber Hamid is the current VP of MarTech Strategy, Data, and Operations at Universal Music Group. She's had experience in digital marketing, enterprise data tech, biz, business strategy, and operations at Deloitte, PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, Publicis, I always get that name wrong, and Unilever Dollar Shave Club. Uh, she speaks at a lot of conferences and events when she isn't traveling the world, or uh, running her marathons, and she'll tell us all about that. Welcome, Amber. Hi, thank hey, you for having me. Hey, I'm so glad to have you. So where are you? Tell everyone where you are in the world right now and what you're doing. I am in Boston, Massachusetts, freezing. Um, and I, you know, hunkering down, I was, I was in sunny California for the longest period of time, and then the shutdown started to happen, and I decided to just pick up and be flexible and be close to family on the East Coast, which is uh, where I'm from originally. Well, I'm so glad you're with the family. I get to watch some of your social media posts and have seen you <laughs> shoveling feet of snow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so it is quite the departure from your life here in LA. Um, and we miss you, so we want you back. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, Amber, I, this whole show, and you said you'd watched a few episodes, is about what makes you unique, special, and different. And have you had time to think about how you would describe your USD? Yeah, so I recall the first conversation you and I had. I'd just taken my HBDI um, <laughs> test, and um, it came back as, um, you know, declaring me pretty much a unicorn. I remember coming to you, and I'm saying, this is a bad thing. You're like, no. I would have never pictured you to be a unicorn, because there's this whole creative side of you, and there's like a deep analytic side of you, there is this empathic side of you, and there's this very sort of um, regimented program project manager side of you. So this is an amalgamation of it all. That pretty much, I think, says it all when it comes to um, my unique special difference. I, I, I think that um, I bring the creative side of me to the business side of me, and the business side of me to the creative side of me. And that's what makes me unique, special, and different. I like it. I like you owning your unicorn status. <laughs> <laughs> well, you even describe yourself as part geek, part actor um, uh, in your in your bio. And so, um, you know, tell people a little bit about your background. Like, what you know, how did how did those two things manifest in your your day to day life? Yeah, that that stems from a lot of early childhood confusion. Basically, you know, when I was a kid um, growing up in Pakistan. Um, you know, just in the back of my head, you know, growing up in a very um, artistic family, my mom did her master's in fine arts. So she was, um, you know, very artistically inclined. And my dad was, you know, all into music. So I grew up in a very singy, songy, dancey, artistic family. And, um, but the culture itself lends itself to, you know, people, there's only really four professions in Pakistan. You can be a doctor, you can be an engineer, you can be a lawyer or you have no other identity. That's the other, you know, other identity people affiliate with. It's like all others. So growing up, I wasn't really sure where I fit in. Um, and our system of education is such that it just is very regimented. You know, everybody goes through the same process and there's not a lot of um, diversity in, um, you know, really what 
lends itself to the natural instincts of a child. So growing up, I was very well-rounded, my, my system of education. I just somehow knew I needed to do something with marketing, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. So when I moved to the US, um, I started looking across all the different opportunities that were available to me. And I remember having a conversation with my family and I'm like, yeah, I wanna do marketing. And somebody said to me, mm, you could do marketing, but you will just end up selling shoes. Like, that's a bad thing, but um, look into something else, like look into tech. So I got curious about it, and this is in the 90s, so I, I started to look at programs that were kind of a combination of both, business and technology. And there weren't that many programs out there until I stumbled upon um, something called Management Information Systems at um, you know, Northeastern University. And I started looking into it, and that was a perfect combination of both business and tech. And then I did a minor in marketing as well, so I got you know, uh, the best of both worlds. And when I graduated um, college, I was still, that creative side of me was still, you know, sort of aching to, to come out and, and I wanted to really do something with the creative side of me. And growing up, I did a lot of um, theater. So I started looking at some theater programs and um, found one at NYU, uh, a uh, evening program. And so I enrolled myself in uh, film school at NYU and uh, did a little stint there. And during that time, um, you know, the, the world of arts is very creative and it, it just satisfies that, but it, I just wasn't the starving artist type, <laughs> let's face it. Um, so Deloitte came around and they wanted me to work for them and travel the world. And that just sounded so much more exciting than uh, being in um, NYU at the time. So that's what led me to uh, my profession actually. That's a great story, and thank you for kind of illuminating, you know, what it's like growing up in a different culture and with kind of different cultural expectations. And then here's somebody who has all of this uh, untapped potential in your case to do many different things. Um, I mean, for you, do you think now, looking back, like, are one is your family proud? Are you proud of the the journey that you've taken to get to where you are? Yeah, very proud. Um, I, you know, my family especially, but, you know, um, everything that I am today, I, I owe it pretty much to my rock, which is my mom. And, you know, everything that she's taught me um, is a reflection of her and her efforts and all her sacrifices in life. So very, very proud. Um, but also, I feel like life is too long to just have one passion, um, to be honest. Um, so you need to constantly be exploring. Um, you need to constantly be experimenting with things in your life. You know that, you know, <laughs> taking your sabbatical right now and experimenting. But I really do feel that, um, you know, it's incredibly powerful, the need um, in a human being to be able to learn and grow constantly. And that's really what I've done pretty much you know, throughout the trajectory of my life. So, you know, I hesitate to ask you this because you have done all these this experimenting, you know, of, of the many things that you've tried out. Has anything been your absolute favorite or something that's truly memorable uh, that you, you hold dear, near and dear? Um, you know, everything that I've ever done, I have to truly say, um, has been, has only added more to, uh, you know, my need to learn. Um, the one thing I would say that um, has really been close to my heart is 
the opportunity I got at DSC, and I'm not just saying that. Um, I think it was a really good uh, amalgamation of everything that I had thus far learned. And then on top of that, to learn more and to not only just learn more, but really um, perfect it to the extent that I could. So when I leave um, a job, I make sure that I have information that I, foundational information that I can build up on my next gig and the next gig. But I can say truly um, that DSC and the opportunities I got there were really just a really good way for me to play with what I already knew, learn new skills, perfect them, and build upon them. So um, that stands out for me in my career. Um, personally, I think that creatively, because I, I just play around so much with things that I do, um, you know, I've done some theater work recently. That's been really cool. Um, and I was able to bring some of that to my current gig at UMG um, when it came to working with some of the artists that I worked with on that project. So it's it's every day I find something a little bit more exciting um, with the opportunities that I'm given, honestly. So if there's somebody out there that has that unicorn status, uh, you know, you know, that's kind of multi-talented, multifaceted, um, and doesn't want to be pigeonholed, what advice would you give them as they are trying to navigate uh, their many different interests, passions, and strengths? I would say find the opportunity to try them all in whatever capacity. Um, a lot of people hold themselves back because they think they're not right for it or, you know, it's too late in their lives or, you know, they can't learn um, something uh, just because they, they, in their heads, they feel like they have certain shortcomings. I just don't think there are any barriers truly in life. Um, it really depends on what your interest is, where it lies. And the only way you will find out whether you will succeed at something or not is by trying it. So don't overthink it, just go for it. And if you don't succeed, that's okay. There'll always be something else. Um, and there will always be a lesson that you took away from it that you can apply to something else. That's great, that's great advice. And I do see that happen a lot, um, uh, Amber, where people, uh, they 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 are analytically brain you know they have that analytical brain they have the techn technical brain uh, but they also have the artistic brain and sometimes um, it, it causes a paralysis in some ways where they just feel like I I don't even know what to do because I've got so many different interests and so many different strengths um, and I always tell them I'm like that's a gift that's a gift in itself and and you're proof that you had to you know own that and really take advantage yeah. of it. Um, and I hope people feel compelled to, to listen to Amber's advice. Um, she knows she's lived it and, um, and it's really worked for you. It absolutely has. And I'm very fortunate to have had the opportunities where people have, um, I would say, entertained <laughs> me um, and given me the opportunities to really try to experiment and learn. I thank you for that. I love that. And, you know, uh, now you're at Universal Music Group. Can you explain a little bit about your job? Like, what are you doing? And because we want to make sure that people that are watching this and looking for inspiration from a career perspective, uh, you know, yeah. can learn about different vocations. Sure. Well, I mean, it's the music business. Um, UMG is one of the front runners um, of music labels um, when it comes to conglomerates. I would say you have. Warner Music, um, you have Sony Music Group, and have Universal Music Group. So um, essentially, uh, if you think of an artist and um, 
Universal Music Group is responsible for distribution of their talent, their music. Um, you know, we we have artists. So we're very fortunate to have artists like Lady Gaga, The Weeknd, Taylor Swift, uh, Post Malone. Um, and this is one industry that I've never actually had a lot of exposure in, um, and I never worked with. So just as a the creative side of me, um, you know, obviously wanted to be in an industry that is creative, um, so that fulfills that. But the technology and the technical side of me um, took a, um, you know, sort of very deliberate step to walk away from pure technology, being part of the technology org, and actually went into the business org, went into the marketing org to help support marketing uh, with their MarTech stack and uh, data technologies. So what I'm currently involved with is um, I am responsible for building out um, new audiences for Universal Music Group using their current MarTech stack and building out the data technologies um, and finding opportunities within the, the large amount of data that UMG currently has. It's in the petabytes, um, which is very exciting. Um, and uh, finding the opportunities to really bring about um, what we call FAN360. So that's the 360 degree view of a fan um, for Universal. I like it. And I didn't know what Universal was doing these days in the, in the music space. So thank you. That was really helpful. And, you know, one of the things you and I have talked about a lot is because you do straddle the marketing, the business side, and, and the technology side. But we've talked a bit about how um, there's been kind of a dearth of, of females in the tech space. And um, in really trying to build up that pipeline, I happen to know that um, they're seeing less and less enrollment in the technology space um, in the last couple of years. Um, you know, do you have any observations or, or guidance um, for young women who are thinking about going into the technology arena um, that you can share? Yeah. yeah. First and foremost, right out of the gate, absolutely go into it, hands down. I think um, women bring a special side of themselves to technology that's frankly lacking. Um, you know, it's a very, very, one of the most, I would say, um, most male dominated profession out there. And that's by, by default, because most women um, don't have either good mentors um, when they are first coming up in their, um, you know, early careers, um, female mentors. Um, there's some, some great male counterparts who do a great job uh, at mentoring women, but I feel like tech is one area where we need more female mentors um, for our new and up and coming um, female engineers. Um, but secondly, I think that um, engineering is an area where um, they definitely there's a de there's a definitely a different ceiling altogether. Um, they get to a certain point uh, within their profession, and after that, for some reason. Um, they're not able to go any further. You will find that the male to female ratio in C-suite jobs, uh, whether CTO or CIO, is negligible for women. Um, and that's, you know, I don't want to blame it all on, on, um, you know, the fact that men do not propagate women. That's that's not true. They do. But I feel that because there's not enough female mentors who have a seat at the table at that level, it's hard to mentor and groom and bring these women up. So um, there's, there is a need definitively to have more C-suite level females in tech, but also there are not enough young 
uh, talent in technology to bring up. So my advice to women is, it is one of the most kick-ass, amazing, creative, um, and versatile career that you can be in. So if you have a creative side, there's so many, there's literally nothing on this planet that doesn't use technology today. So whether you are a an actor or whether you are a musician or whether you are you know a gamer anything think of any profession technology is at the forefront of it so don't be shy even if you change your mind about it later there's so many different avenues that you can explore i just did a um last year almost oh gosh uh beginning of last year before covid hit i did a mocap film which is motion capture and that's all technology there's literally no um you know, uh, my face is never on the camera. It's I'm just surrounded with technology all around me, and it's my facial movements and my body movements is captured on on camera to do a short film animation. That's cool. Um, and so, I mean, the world is your oyster. Even if you don't want to pigeonhole yourself in tech, there's so much you can do with it if you have a background in it. That's great. That's yes, and that's uh, that is something that I think fundamentally all of us have had to learn, especially this past year, uh, when you know, for those of us that uh, found ourselves working virtually and being heavily reliant on technology to connect us to the rest of the world, um, and uh, you know, so for any of you that are thinking about either technology as a field or how to infuse technology into what you want to do, um, I think, you know, listen to Amber's advice on that. And um, and there's great mentors like Amber in the world um, that you can also tap into. Uh, Amber, this is the part of the show where I like to ask a random question and uh, you get to choose between one and 25 and that's the question you'll get. So what number would you like? Mm, 10. 10, okay. Mm. What's a lesson you had to learn the hard way but cherish now? Oh, um, I would say um, I only have one regret in life. Like if I could do it all over again, I would say that um, I would focus more on my I, creative side. Um, I would say that I would take more risks with it um, and wouldn't walk away from it um, as early as I did. Um, one of the key lessons that I learned from my experience working in the corporate world is that there are so many, um, I would say, lessons or behaviors that you learn from being an actor that are so essential for you to being successful in any profession, um, especially in the corporate world, I would say. Um, there are personable lessons that you need to learn, relationships that you need to build. I am terrible at, and I would say I would own it, that's one of my Achilles heel. I'm terrible at being diplomatic. Um, and I've always struggled with that. Um, and that's always been a challenge for me. Um, and it hasn't served me well because I'm very transparent um, about, um, you know, what I'm thinking and what I'm, you know, um, trying to communicate. Um, and for me, it's been really important to learn vulnerability. And it's been very important for me to learn to take a step back. Um, and it's been really important for me to learn how to control 
certain aspects of my, you know, I would say impulses that I would have right out of the gate. So one of the things that that taught me all of that was being uh, in acting school. Like, you know, I've had to learn different techniques to be able to uh, be more, um, I guess, amiable, more vulnerable um, towards building those strategic relationships that I needed to build, whether it's in my personal life or whether it's in my work environment. That, that's great awareness, and uh, maybe the reason I actually like you is because you don't work that hard on diplomacy. <laughs> I, I, I find your straightforward, direct, uh, you know, approach, no holds barred. I actually like it, Amber. So, um, but I, I appreciate that you've you've come to that awareness and um, and and are working on it so that it helps you feel more effective and impactful. And that's that's what matters um, is is that you you feel you can adapt to to the environments, but I like it. So well, you're an anomaly, Jen. <laughs> That's that probably way. true. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things we also like to do is is to highlight organizations that are um, making a difference in the world and having an impact, and that our guests really care about and want to highlight. Um, you chose Team for Kids. Can you tell everyone a little bit about it and and why it's important yeah. to you? Yeah. So. Um, Growing up, um, you know, there weren't many opportunities for girls back home in Pakistan to be involved in sports. Um, most of the sports that um, were in Pakistan were very geared towards boys. Um, and I went to an all-girls school, and it, there weren't many opportunities for me to do that. So, you know, I that's one of the things that I feel in my life that I lacked was um, being involved in some kind of, you know, being good at some, like, you know, um, outdoor activities or learning a sport in a way that I could excel at it. So um, when I lived in New York, I decided um, to challenge myself and run New York um, City Marathon. And one of the ways to get into it was to actually do some charity work. And I picked Team for Kids because I started volunteering uh, with this organization at uh, with New York Roadrunners Group. As I was preparing and training for the marathon, um, there were opportunities to um, go into underserved communities and spend time with kids in some kind of an outdoor activity to engage them in it. And I felt, you know, it's it kind of fulfilled that need for me to be able to, um, you know, be more sporty and outdoorsy, but at the same time, um, you know, contribute to a cause where, you know, um, kids who perhaps don't have those type of opportunities could pick up a sport that they were, you know, either um, good at or wanted to be good at um, and be able to help them uh, get those opportunities and find ways where they could uh, take advantage of it. So, um, so yeah, I did, um, I did some fundraising for them and I continue to devote my time and energy towards that as much as I can. Well, thank you for uh, educating all of us on what they're doing and, and getting kids involved in, in sports. So for those of you that are watching us via video on YouTube or on the website, please, you can just go up with your phone. We'll show it again later to the QR code and snap a picture and, and go to Team for Kids. If you're listening to us uh, on a audio only, you can uh, look it up. It's uh, Where is it based, Amber, the organization? It's based in New York. New we have York. chapters okay. and other Perfect, yeah, so check it out and, and please donate. Uh, we want as many kids as possible to have many different opportunities. Uh, you know, Amber, what's next for you? Anything anything exciting coming up that you wanna share? Um, 
Well, in the short term, I'm hoping that I can escape the cold and return back to Kelly. <laughs> um, but uh, I have, um, you know, just recently joined UMG, so I'm really, it's very exciting. I'm really looking forward to doing all the fun stuff um, there. But also I have a uh, movie release coming out for the mocap short film that I just did in April. So really looking forward to all of those opportunities coming to fruition. Well, I can't wait to see it. Uh, so anybody that's watching this, uh, please make sure you go check out Amber's film uh, and that creative side of her brain at work. Uh, Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. I've enjoyed thank getting so caught up um, after the last few months. We haven't gotten to see each other and uh, definitely want you to come back to LA and join us. Oh yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Yes, well, anytime, my friend. Um, I, you know, that's the end of today's show. I've and really enjoyed having the opportunity to catch up with Amber. I hope everyone is inspired by her story and uh, are out there looking for your unique, special, and different. I really want you to tap into that and discover it. You can visit us at cnfreestudio.com. Please subscribe and you can watch us on YouTube. You can visit my LinkedIn or Spotify or Apple Podcast. Thanks everyone. Thank you.